Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Lift every voice and sing till earth and It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. All right, so, well, you know what? It's Veterans Day. It's uh, 100 years. It's the 11th month, the 11th day, and the 11th hour we celebrate our veterans. So definitely happy Veterans Day to all the veterans out there around the United States, the great state of Texas, and Austin, Texas. And welcome to our listeners from several stations we've added. Definitely welcome you to the Come and Talk It show. Uh, today, our topic is going to be how in the world do you get your license to carry a handgun? So how can you get your handgun license? Well, it's actually pretty simple. We get this question at least about 50 to 100 times a day on how do you get your license to carry handgun? Well, you know what? I'm going to tell you today, and it's very simple. All you have to do is take your license to carry handgun course, which we do that at Central Texas Gunworks. We do it like three or four times a week, and it's a class that goes from 10 a.m. until 4 p.m., and all you have to do is once you sign up online, then we do a class every Thursday, every single Saturday. We do it like once a month on Sundays, once a month on Mondays, once a month on Tuesdays. We do that class, man, three or four times a week. And it's just $65, very cheap course. And we cover all the laws of the state of Texas, where you can, where you cannot take your handgun, what you can, what you cannot do with your handgun. And it's a very entertaining class because we like to keep you engaged. I want to make sure that you actually you actually retain the material that we're covering that four to six hours. And also, first, you got to find out if you're eligible. You know, are you even eligible to get the handgun license? And I know most of my listeners are definitely eligible, but it's always good to have that information uh, before you walk in the door. And so, you know, um, so let's talk about the eligibility. Well, First, let's see, um, you know, you, yeah, are you at least 21 years of age? And yeah, absolutely, 21. So 21 in order to get the handgun license. But what some people tend to forget is what about our military people? What if you're a veteran? What if you're active duty? 
what if you're in the state guard, national guard? Uh, well, you know what? You can actually get your handgun license at 18, 19, or 20 years old. That's right, 18, 19, or 20. Um, but guess what? Even though you can get that handgun license at 18, 19, and 20 and be a veteran in the military, you still cannot, you cannot purchase a handgun from a gun store until you're 21 years of age. You can buy a long gun, a rifle, a shotgun from a gun store at 18, but yeah, <laughs> but 21, uh, you have to wait until you're 21 years of age in order to uh, purchase that handgun from the gun store. So as an 18, 19, or 20-year-old who's in the military who wants to get their handgun license and carry a handgun, what you have to do is get it as a private sale or as a gift. So, uh, so my veterans, you know, once again, happy Veterans Day to you. And there's still a way around that 21-year age limit. Also, you cannot be a convicted felon or get a handgun license. A person who's received the first education for a felony offense after 10 years can still get a handgun license. But they basically what the way that works is if you're a convicted felon, straight felony, no handgun license for you. But if you receive deferred education for a felony offense after 10 years, you can get a handgun license as long as it's not a felony offense crime against a person that you received the first education for. And then, of course, you cannot be uh, uh, being charged with the commission of a class A or B misdemeanor. You cannot have any charges pending. So that means last night, last week, you went downtown, your fingerprinted, your book, you spent the night in jail, you have charges pending. You cannot apply for a handgun license while charges are pending. And you also cannot be a fugitive from justice for a felony class A or B misdemeanor. And also, can't be a chemically dependent person. That's right. That means that you cannot have at least, so you can't have two, for example, two DWIs within a 10-year period before you apply for the license. So they, they consider you a chemically dependent person if you have two convictions 10 years prior to filling out the application. And... You also cannot be incapable of exercising sound judgment with respect to proper use and storage of a handgun. And also, you cannot in the last five years be in, been convicted of a class A or B misdemeanor. And these are, you know, some common things, common questions that we have to answer every single day because people will call us and they want to know, you know, how in the world can I get my license to carry a handgun? Because times are changing. Something happened on the news um, last night. Something happened, you know, uh, it's your name on your street or something like that. And you're interested and you want to know how in the world can I get that handgun license? Well, also, um, those are just very, you know, short little steps there, Felicia. Say hi to everyone, Felicia. Hi, everyone. Ah, I'm back. That's right. Well, welcome back. We haven't seen you for a few weeks there. I've been avoiding you. Why you've been avoiding me, Felicia? Sometimes I just need my space. Oh, why do you it's need your space me, for it's me? It's not me, it's you. Oh, well, what I do that you need your space for me? <laughs> I don't think that's um, allowed per FCC protocol. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get us in trouble. Okay. All right. Well, you know, you've been gone for a little while. We've, we've, been had, uh, we've had a lot of fun, let me tell you. Moving around, going from place to place. Can't mention any station names or anything like that. Uh, we've been <laughs> <laughs> moving around. Well, we finally made our home here uh, at Awesome Stations, and... And now we're able to cover all that great material that we want to cover. I yeah. tell you, I can't wait for session to begin. Oh, my God. I'm so ready for session. Why? Tell me. Because it's like Christmas for politicos. <laughs> Why do you say that? Um, because I get to go to the Capitol every day. I get to judge my elected officials and see if they are earning my vote again next year. 
Plus, I just love policy. And I'm really interested to see what happens with um, medical marijuana, see what happens with constitutional carry. I wish I was recording you right now. It looks like you're dancing. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Michael's having a rough day, guys. I, I am. We're having a hard time getting together. Let me tell you, <laughs> we're trying to we're trying to put up a sign <laughs> inside the studio, and we're having a hard time because I can't tell if it's level or not. You know, because I'm kind of short. Stop it. Kind of. <laughs> I'm taller than you, and I'm five three on a good day. <laughs> so tell me more about that capital and why you want to get to the capital. <laughs> I am just excited to see. You know, elections were Tuesday. The conservatives and the Republicans didn't fare as well as we had hoped. I should be recording this right now. Uh, <laughs> I hope everyone on Facebook Live can see what's going on no, in the studio. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Facebook Live, you definitely don't want to see what comes on the studio. But yeah, Republicans and conservatives did not fare well on Tuesday on why the election. Now, okay, let's, let's talk about that. So why do you think... You know, why do you think we didn't do so well? Because I, I think it's actually typical. I warned people about this, that um, during midterms, I said mm -hmm. that, you know what, what we really need to do is we really need to get concealed care reciprocity passed. We need to get the suppressors removed from the, uh, the NFA list before midterms. Because if we didn't do this by midterms, right. we were going to lose the House. And typically, that's how it happens. It has happened every single midterm election cycle since the Civil War. Yes. I don't know why Republicans were surprised by that. I personally <laughs> am not surprised by no. us losing the House. But I will say that we did lose the House by a smaller margin than... Um, President Obama did in 2010, so I thought that was pretty interesting. Right, right, because uh, lost, President Obama lost quite a few seats. He almost lost like 60, 63. 63 seats. And we were in the mid to low 20s. And he also um, lost the Senate as well. Or um, lost seats in the Senate. Yeah, quite a bit. I don't know the stats on the Senate, although yeah. I only speak about things that I know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He lost quite a bit of seats in the Senate. And so uh, President uh, Trump you know, lost fewer seats, and he actually gained seats in the Senate. And right. remain control of the Senate. So it wasn't as bad. It's still You still got that Trump effect. Again. It could have been worse on the national and state level for sure. I look at down-ballot races because they have more of, a, more of an effect on my life. And we lost the entire third court of appeals. All right. So today we're talking about how do you get your license to carry handgun course. We're also talking about current events. I want to welcome my listeners who are listening to us on news stations from around Central Texas area. This is Michael Cargill. And you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Brittany Glaze, and I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. Talk 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. That's right, Austin, Texas. And welcome to our new listeners who are listening to us uh, in the Hill Country area. Definitely. Welcome to the Come and Talk It show. Today, we're talking about how do you obtain your license to carry handgun? Because we get that question um, on the phone at least 50 to 100 times a day. How do I get my handgun license? Well, you really have to take a class. You got to make sure that you're eligible. We just went over the eligibility stuff a few minutes ago. 
And then really just sign up and take your class and stop dilly-dallying around. You know, I get people that call me and say, hey, Michael, you know, how do I get my handgun license? Well, you know what? Just come to class. Take the class. That way you, you learn what the laws are. And we get a lot of people that don't know, you know, what are some of the different laws and everything. <laughs> and so, you know, you just got to find out, you know, just come to class. That's all I can get you to do. Come to class. Bring a gun. Uh, bring 50 rounds of ammunition. If you do not have a handgun, we can actually rent one to you. Uh, and so we can provide the gun and ammunition for you, you know, for an additional price. But definitely bring a gun. Bring 50 rounds. Bring a state-issued ID. You'd be surprised how many people don't have a uh, – forget their driver's license or don't have their driver's license on them. They forget it or they don't They don't have, have it. it. They don't carry it with them. A lot of people don't carry their driver's license. Yeah, you need your license. I know. Yeah, and that, that happens a lot. We get people that will show up to class – and will not have their driver's license. Like, yeah, well, we can't identify you. <laughs> so, uh, so definitely bring your ID, your state issued ID, your driver's license, or, or, or your ID from Texas or whatever, and so we can get you get you into a class. You don't have to be a resident of Texas in order to get your Texas handgun license. You can be a resident of another state and still get your Texas handgun license. But there's just some states that you cannot carry in. Um, if you're not a resident of Texas, you know, there's like five states like Florida, Colorado, South Carolina, or Michigan. If you're not a resident of Texas and you get a Texas handgun license, you won't be able to carry in those states. But there are a bunch of other states that you can carry in, you know, that will recognize your license. Quite a few states if you're a resident of Texas with a Texas handgun license. And what were you going to say, Felicia? You had a question? Um, I don't think I was going to say anything. I think I was going to make a sarcastic comment that I never have my driver's license with me. Why? Um, because I lose them a lot. So I figure if I just leave it at home, but I have the number memorized. <laughs> Everyone does that. I, I just, I don't, I lose everything. There was one year that I spent probably $100 on replacement licenses. Wow. I think that was right after I turned 21. And I know correlation does not mean causation, but I think I may have known the cause Ooh. And that it, time around. And just so you know, our call-in number, we have a new call-in number. What is it, Zach? Because I can't see it. It is 512-543- Two two eight four. That's five one two five four three. C A T I. Come and talk it. That's right. Come and talk it. Uh, two two. What is it? Five one two five four three. Two two eight four. That's right. I, I, you know what? I want to hear from some of my veterans. Uh, I know we got some veterans out there. Uh, we like to, you know, like to hear your story. Uh, when did you join the military? How long were you in the military for? You know, tell us your name. Definitely give us a call. Give us a shout. Uh, once again, what's our call-in number, Zach? 512-543-2284. That's right. Give us a call so we can uh, want to chat with you. I want to hear from you. Wish you a Veterans Day. Thank you for serving our country because if it wasn't for you, we would not be able, here, be able to sit here today and to you know, discuss this, wouldn't be able to chat about these things, wouldn't have this right, wouldn't have this. Um, I don't know, some people make fun of it because you have to, you're, you're, you're paying the government for it. Yeah, and it's uh, like that, what is it? I think it's, uh, I don't know if it's uh, an Amazon series or what it is, but it's called Man in a High Castle. And it's all about this alternative uh, present timeline where the Nazis won <laughs> World War II. It's Actually, a really, really good show. I just started watching it, and I haven't been able to stop. So, yeah, oh, wow. I haven't seen it, but yeah. So it is from the point of view as if uh, the Americans had not won World War II, and the United States is split up into three sections, and the um, 
East Coast, wait, West Coast, is called, <laughs> is called the Pacific States, and um, it's it's ruled by Japan, and then the East Coast is ruled by the Nazis, Germany, and then there's a thin strip in the middle called the Neutral Zone, and it's just Americans trying to survive under new cultures that have basically taken them over. Yeah, you have to wonder what it would be like if all those men and women didn't sacrifice so much to keep us free. Mm. What would it be like? What would it be like if we did not win the Second World War? Wow. That is true. That is, that's a good one. And because and people, you know, there's a question that someone asked me, uh, put out there earlier this week on Twitter. He said, if you could press a button and get rid of every single gun in the world, would you? And he was shocked because he was expecting the majority of people uh, on his Twitter page to say, yes, let's get rid of all the guns. Oh, but, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> but they actually, they said no. You know, it's like 85% said no, 15% said yes. And so he's like, oh, man, this poll is very depressing. <laughs> I was like, what do you think? You know, no, we, because we are the world police. Uh, we're the ones that, you know, everyone is going to come to the United States when they're in trouble and they need help. They're going to come in and dial 911 and call the United States and ask us for assistance. So, and because we actually have the guns, and you know, we can. There's no way in the world that I, I believe that anyone would ever t- attack the main line of the United States because they know that every in every home there's a gun. Yeah, not only do we have the guns, but we have the manpower. We have the the mentality. So many of our soldiers, especially special forces, they are just so highly trained. Just animals killers and they're willing to put everything on the line to make sure that we're free make sure that we win absolutely welcome welcome bambi i see you you're you're uh you're checking us out there today bambi online welcome and what do you think about that felicia think about veterans day and freedom i love both um, I'm from a military family. You know, my my grandpa actually fought in World War II. My dad um, was in the military. He got in right after the Gulf War. Um, for some reason, everyone I date has also been in the military. So I have lots <laughs> of veteran friends, and I've, I'm just I'm surrounded by veterans. Michael, you're a veteran, so yeah. I feel we should say thank you to you as well as you thank everyone else in in, yeah, the, thanks, in the area. Um, I was shocked because uh, I've been getting tagged in photos I've never seen before me in the military today. And it's been shocking. You know, I, I, I looked at a, quite a few pictures and I was thinking, man, you know, that looks like my son. That doesn't look like me. You have a son? <laughs> no, I don't, have, I don't have a son. But that's what those pictures look like. You know, I'm looking at all these photos and being tagged in. I'm like, good Lord, that guy looks really young. And, look, and someone said, uh, someone's looking over my shoulder and they say, hey, is that an ROTC picture of you? Like, oh, go sit down somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um, I posted on Facebook today because I'm a millennial. I, I social media pretty regularly because I have, like I said, I have a lot of veteran friends. Just kind of like a blanket thank you. Oh, absolutely. And, and I think it's really, really important that we continuously say thank you to our veterans and, you know, our currently um, active military personnel because that's what gives everyone the right to act so ludicrous all the time. Mm. We have all of this military personnel out there supporting our First Amendment rights and our Second Amendment rights. And, I mean, all of the things that people complain about and all the crazy things that people do nowadays, you can do all of that because of our armed forces and the fact that they carry guns. 
and the fact that we have the Second Amendment. So I think everyone just kind of needs to breathe, remember what today is about, say thank you, and then start doing your crazy crap again tomorrow. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, don't forget, you know, don't, don't just think it's a day to, you know, go out and, and barbecue and things of that nature. You know, definitely think of veteran for those freedoms that you have today. Uh, and we're talking about the how to get your license to carry handgun. Uh, you have to make sure you're eligible. You got to be at least, um, yeah, it says you need to be in the state for about six months. Or, you know, if you continue to read, it says, hey, either be in the state for about six months if you're new to the state of Texas or plan on being a Texas resident. Get your Texas driver's license and then you can actually apply for your your handgun license. Be at least 21 years of age unless you're in the military. If you're active duty, National Guard, Reserve, Texas State Guard, uh, you can actually be 18, 19 or 20 years old and apply for a handgun license and carry handgun. Um, if you're in ROTC, you're getting an, you're getting a an LES. While you're in ROTC, you can actually get a license to carry handgun. Um, also, you can't be convicted felon. No, you you cannot be charged with commission of a class A or B misdemeanor. So these are some of the things that you need to know before you get your license to carry handgun in order to be eligible for it. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Folks, this is Doug Man Jones. <laughs> and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It. Talk 1370. This is for that little child with no father. For that man that doesn't have a place to stay. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. That's right. Welcome back. And, and like I said, I want to welcome our listeners. Who listens to us on several stations around the Central Texas area. Uh, and our call-in number, Zach, one more time is... 512-543-2284. That's right. 512-543-2284. Come and talk it. I want to talk to my veterans. I want to talk to you if you have a question on how do you obtain your license to carry handgun um, for the state of Texas. You know, how do you get your hands on your license? You know, are you eligible? Give me, give me a call. I'll answer those questions for you today. And let's go to the phone lines. Let's talk to Clayton. Clayton, you're on with Come and Talk It. What you got for me, Clayton? What's going on, Brother Michael? How you doing? Outstanding, sir. How you doing today? Doing well. I wanted, you to, I wanted to wish you a happy Veterans Day. Oh, thank you, sir. This is uh, this is Clayton Sykes, your old bartender. Hey, Clayton! Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, don't tell anybody my favorite drink now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I just want to wish you a happy Veterans Day. And don't you think it's funny, Michael? From one veteran to another, uh, so many of our friends, you know, when they find out we're veterans, they immediately think that uh, just as gun owners and veterans that we that we cultivated that in the military. They, they think that, I think my friends, my civilian friends who never served, they think that we are, we, we always had an M4 next to our bed and where we, we could carry a weapon on base all the time. And they think that that's where our fascination for, for weapons begins. Did you ever get that? Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? And thank you for your service, Clayton. Um, you know, appreciate you. You know, it's, you're right. You know, and, and 
that doesn't happen. You're, when you're on a military base, you actually do not have a firearm while you're on, while you're on base at all. As a matter of fact, it, it, that gun has to go to the arms room. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. Right. You know, you can't even. Yeah. You know, when you get a license to carry handgun and you want to go to a military base like Fort Hood or someplace like that, you actually have to check it in at the arms room or you can't take it on base. So you can't just drive right. on Fort Hood and decide you're going to go to the PX and go shopping and have your handgun in your vehicle. You can't do that. That is a felony. Yeah, I remember after the uh, the Fort Hood shooting and uh, Nadia Hassan, Major uh, Nidal Hassan, I think that was in 2005. Right. People were uh, people were flabbergasted. They couldn't believe that this guy was able to get so many so many people on a military base, and without doing any research, they started using that against the gun rights. Uh, you know, the gun rights movement, you know, and the, the, the freedom to carry, they're like, well, you know, if he's, he's on a military base surrounded by people with guns, how did he get 13 people? You know, and I was able to flip that argument and be like, no, even on a military base with, you know, trained soldiers, they, they were not armed. And the only person who was able to get them was military police. Exactly. It's a no gun zone. (laughs) Yeah. It's a gun, it's a gun free zone. And, uh, I, I think they, I think since I've gotten out, they've, uh, taken steps to, to make that better, but um, yeah, it, it just it never it never uh, ceases to amaze me that people think that that's where you know I, I cultivated my uh, you know my my fascination and my you know why why I thrive for for open gun rights that did not happen in the military. You know, I I, I fired I have uh, trained shooting a weapon far more in the civilian world than I ever did in the military. Right, right, and that's uh, that's one thing yeah. about people that you know that are. You know, gun owners, you know, you actually you tend to practice and go to the range a little more often than people like, say, who do it for a job like law enforcement. Law enforcement officers don't don't practice as much or go to the range as much typically, you know, on average. But as a gun enthusiast, you know, then you do. And so if if you're so busy, you're working, that's your job, you're working overtime, you know, you, you usually don't have that time to actually go to the range and actually go practice. But someone who's a gun enthusiast, you know, who, hey, hey wants to learn how to shoot or, 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 or tightening up their skills or whatever, those people, you know, who are into, into firearms tend to actually do it quite a bit. Yeah, you, you're, uh, as a civilian, you are more free to actually... To, to, to hone your craft uh, as a firearms enthusiast you are in the military. They think that, you know, you can go just go at any time on the military base, they think you can go check out an M9 or an M4 uh, <laughs> and, go, and, go, and go hit the range. And it's, it's not the case. I mean, you're, your sergeant has to reserve that, that range time. That could take, you know, a few weeks. Then you, have to, then you have to physically check out a weapon. You have to document it at, you know, yeah, you actually don't have a lot of fun unless you're deployed and you're in, you're in a war zone. Then you have fun. You know, Correct. You know once you're deployed, you're, you're downrange. Oh, yeah. You got the ammo. You got the gun on you. You, you. you know, you can't go anywhere without it. You know, you got to go. You go to the latrine. You're going to take your firearm with you. You know, once you're downrange, you're yeah. you know deployed overseas or something like that. You know, but when you're back in garrison, what we call garrison on a military base here in the United States, then no, that's not the case at all. Yeah, and so, uh, so yeah, I I just want to I want to thank you for because uh, you're you're actually the one that sold me my uh, my AR-15. I don't know if you remember that, and oh, I got I a shotgun you. from you. Oh, absolutely! And I got my shotgun from you, and uh, no, I just, you know, keep up the good fight. I'm glad that there's a there's a voice like you out there. You know, uh, I want to thank all the veterans, and yeah, continue to home your craft, and you know, we need more uh, responsible gun owners out there. 
and uh, I'll be in there before uh, before the year's up to take your class. All right, all right. I'll see you, I'll see you later, Clayton, and I'll be there to see you because now you're next door. So I'll be there to see you sometime this week. Correct. And uh, Michael's favorite drink is Long Island iced tea. Hey, you're not supposed to tell anybody that. Everyone knows that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you, Clayton. Appreciate you. All right. Happy Veterans Day to you. All right. So, yeah, it's all right. I call in numbers 512-543-2284. That's 512-543-2284. And we're talking about how in the world you get your lights to carry handgun. Uh, just take the class. My goodness, people. What's your problem? Get your butt in class. Stop playing around. Stop dilly-dallying. You know, we need to get you in the class, bring a gun with you, 50 rounds of ammunition so we can, you know, get you trained up and get you uh, and, and actually talk about all the different laws. Because there are a lot of different laws that we discuss, you know, because uh, a lot of people, the next thing people ask, as soon as we get in class, they want to know, well, can I carry my handgun without a license? Or, you know, where can I have it with a license? You know, we get a lot of crazy questions like, you know, Zach, what are some of the things that you you like to know about the handgun license? I'm always trying to memorize that little spiel <laughs> <laughs> that you give. Uh, if, uh, it goes a little bit like this. Oh, if, boy. If you don't have your license to carry a handgun, you still can carry your handgun from your home to your car, truck, camping trailer, horse trailer, RV, motorhome, boat, trailer, <laughs> trucky trailer. What is it? All right, like so all right, the way it goes is if you don't have a handgun license, you can carry your handgun from home to and from your home, your vehicle, inside your vehicle. If it's a premises under control, your place of business, a watercraft, which is a boat, a travel trailer, camper trailer, truck camper, motorhome, horse trailer, living quarters. Travel trailer, truck camper, <laughs> what? Horse trailer. What was it? It's uh, Say it again, real fast. From home, <laughs> from home to your vehicle, inside your vehicle, premises under control, place of business, watercraft, boat, travel trailer, camp trailer, truck camper, motorhome, horse trailer, living quarters. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah those are the places you can actually carry your handgun uh without a license so back and forth you know at home to and from your home and you know you know what and i actually believe it or not i like to cut my grass while i'm carrying my handgun i love my neighbors they know me there hey oh that's mike that's mike cutting his grass there that's right i i carry my handgun while i'm cutting my grass you don't even need a license for that i don't have to have a handgun license in order to cut my grass if it's on your property yeah that's right i'm on my property it's you know it's under my control, so I can openly carry my handgun or can still carry my handgun while I'm cutting my grass. Don't need a license for that. I have a question. Go for it. So I live in an apartment complex. Sure. And I do not have a license to carry. All right. Am I allowed to have my firearm on, on me when I walk from my apartment to laundry or to the mailbox? No. You have to have a handgun license. I have to be en route to my place of... So you have to be going... You can only carry it from your home, from your apartment, to your uh -huh. vehicle. Right. Okay. You cannot go in the common area. So, so what if I leave my car and go to the mailbox and then I go to my house? No, now you change your destination. Okay. <laughs> so be careful about that. Because your apartment complex, a lot of them, especially in Austin, uh, they actually will put up 30.06 and those seven signs in the common areas because they don't want yeah, people to Yeah, I know. I carry. don't live at places that do that. I know. I know. <laughs> I, know. I have one. I'm not going to tell anyone where I live, but they they don't mind as long as they're aware that it's on the premise. Right. Premises. And there are some places in Austin that will put it in your lease, no firearms allowed. And I would not live there either. It's it, Yeah, it's it's a common question I get. When I do a class or I, or I talk to a group of people that are on UT campus, uh, they will tell me, hey, you know, my apartment complex, they actually have it in my lease that I cannot own firearms. I said, well, now you're in a contract. 
Now it becomes a civil matter. It's not that it's illegal. It's not that it's against the law that if you carried inside, you know, the apartment complex. But now you signed that contract. Mm -hmm. So it's a civil matter. So they can evict you or you need to either move or don't sign the lease. Right. So simple as that. <laughs> what else you got for me? Go ahead, ask me some questions. Ask, ask me. Ask away. Matter of fact, you know, give me a call, folks. Ask me some of those hard questions. I know you guys are gonna you're getting ready for Thanksgiving. I already put my family on notice. That's right. This Thanksgiving, <laughs> uh, we're talking politics when you come to my house. <laughs> Definitely not. The only thing that gets me through Thanksgiving is what? Is politics. No, is the six bottle of wine discounted at HEB. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> you go in there, Six. you buy 12 bottles. It might get me through the weekend. I get, You know what gets me through? The popcorn. I like popcorn while I'm watching movies. I love the turkey. I love the uh See, my family doesn't watch movies. They constantly want to talk politics. And oh. the more involved I get, the more questions they want to ask. And we, I call my family the quote-unquote Republicans. Uh-huh. Because they think that they're Republicans. Right. But they're not. Oh, well, now why I see why you are. They, why do you say this? They're freaking statists. Okay, oh. they want the government to do everything. They can oh. they condemn welfare and Medicare and right. and Social Security. Okay, but you know all of my grandparents sure as heck want their over sixty five homestead exemption, <laughs> which is just another level of welfare. Why you get a special a special thing because of your age? Right, just like and it drives me crazy. And their their views on immigration, I'm just like. I'm so glad I moved 300 miles away from now the those, crazy those people. Those are some topics. I mean, immigration, abortion. Yeah. I mean, we can No, my family doesn't discussion. talk about that. Don't talk about that? We're Baptist. Oh, so that's that's <laughs> done deal, right? No. We just talk about fried chicken and football. Oh, okay. But Our then they try and bring in politics after they've had a few to drink, and it's just awful. Awful. I love them, and a couple of them are in town, so I hope they're not listening. Um <laughs> But their views on politics, I just I just don't get it. I don't even know who they voted for this year. They won't tell you? We'll find out during Thanksgiving, though. We'll find out. Mm. Hopefully little, I'm drunk enough I don't remember anything Let's all pass out, pass out little pieces of paper, you know, and give them a little pen. Write it, have them write it down and drop it in a little bucket and just, you know, that's a good little game. We play several games. You know, you know I'm just going to come to Thanksgiving with you. Yeah, come to my house. I'm going to skip family. Man, let me tell you, we have some good food there. My mother can throw down macaroni and cheese to make you just die for because she puts so much cheese and butter in it, you would die. See, at least at <laughs> Christmas, if I'm good, I get presents. <laughs> at Thanksgiving, if I'm good, they just talk to me more and it's uh, a lot. <laughs> all right, our call-in number is 512-543-2284. That's 512-543-2284. Come and talk it. So, Frank. You on with come and talking? What you got for me, Frank? Well, I uh, just wondered if you guys could work in the practicality of a carbine or carbine. Okay, what do you mean? Well, how how good they are overall? So hard, good. How good are you know the debate between the carbine and and what was the other one? And well, nothing else. Just just overall, uh, like intermediate weapon or whatever. Uh, what you think? And uh, I can't stay on you guys. Happy Veterans Day, and thank you very much. All right, so I think what he I think what he's asking, um, you know, maybe for home defense or something like that, having an AR or something like that versus a maybe a handgun. I'm, I'm guessing that's what he was asking about. Um, if not, then you have to send me a message and let me know, Frank. But um, hey, for home defense, I actually would, you know, for something like that, I would actually carry a handgun. Yeah, I wouldn't do a shotgun. I I wouldn't do a rifle. Um, I would use the rifle as a backup gun. Absolutely, unless you know something really bad happens, I need to get you know I need to get to to my rifle. But the handgun definitely because um, 
I don't want to. The shotgun is too long. The rifle's too long. You know, for inside the house. Yeah, it's hard to maneuver with a longer weapon. Absolutely. So I would do. I would definitely do a handgun. And we're talking about how to get your license to carry handgun. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk. This is Coley on Noir, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. Talk 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back and we're talking about how in the world do I get my license to carry handgun here in the state of Texas, talking about all the different uh, eligibility requirements on the get, getting that. And then someone asked us a question, they asked us a question about, um, you know, whether we want to carry what a carbine uh, and and I, you know, I, for home defense, I definitely will carry a handgun. Uh, my parents use a handgun. I use a handgun for home defense. Um, my parents had to actually defend themselves at home about four o'clock in the morning one day. And so my stepdad used a 40 caliber uh, one because that's something that he actually carries on him while even while he's walking around the house, he carries his 40 caliber on him all the time. So that's, my, my parents have always been like that. My grandparents are like that. Um, my my great grandfather was a, a, a minister for an AME church. He was a retired minister. By the time, you know, I actually had a chance to sit down and chat with him and he carried a gun. He carried a revolver all the time. He actually had a revolver in a Bible. He'd actually, my great-grandfather, he actually um, would always carry this this gun in his Bible. Did he hollow out the pages of the Bible to fit the gun? Oh, yeah. He, he would tell you. Wow. He, he'll tell you. He'll say, he said, Michael, I like to bring everyone the Lord. And, and, you know, he always had that Bible with him. And he said, you know, when I cannot bring him the Lord, uh, my grandfather would, he would, my great-grandfather would open up that Bible in the middle of that Bible, there was a hole cut out. And he said, when I, if I can't bring the Lord, he would reach into that Bible, reach in and, and take out this revolver. And he said, well, you know, I'll send them to the Lord. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I swear, your family's so much cooler than mine. <laughs> I'm telling you. And so, we, you know, we, we, we actually have some great family uh, get-togethers, let me tell you. Yeah, I bet they're nothing short of interesting. <laughs> Uh, my great grandparents were something else. I'm telling you, they were something else. Uh, they definitely, you know, I mean, we weren't a big gun family, gun culture, anything like that. But everyone, you know, they at least had a gun for personal protection. They believed in that. And so, I don't know. You know some people nowadays think that certain people are not, you know, interested in 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 personal protection, and that's actually not true. So, in some communities, they try to shun it, or they're you know quiet about it. But yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but you're talking about your family, Felicia. No. <laughs> what happens off air stays off air. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So uh, and, and another question that we get, and I got this question uh, today, is about churches and about whether or not a person can actually carry a handgun inside of a church. And actually, yes, you actually can with a license. Now, this question came up during the shooting at the Sutherland Springs, um, during that church shooting there in Sutherland Springs. And... When that shooting happened, a lot of people thought that license holders could not carry handgun inside of a church. I'm explaining to you what happened. Back in 1995, when the Texas legislature, when they actually wrote the handgun license law, they actually put in a little section there, 46035, uh, basically a list of places that license holders cannot carry 
a handgun. He said, hey, you can't carry a handgun in these places here. If you do, it's a class A misdemeanor. And so what happened was churches was one of those places. Initially, you could not carry a handgun inside of a church with a license. Well, right around 2001, Jerry Patterson, right around that time frame, I forget what year it was exactly, but Jerry Patterson actually wrote an amendment to, uh, to another bill, and he slipped it in there. He slipped this amendment in, and someone else said, hey, hey, whoa, 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 what's this amendment that you're, you know, you're throwing in there now? He said, you know what, don't worry about it. We're just doing some cleanup language. That's all we're doing, just cleaning up, you know, a couple of different things. And so they all voted on it, didn't read it, and they passed it. And so that was when, in order for a person with a handgun license to not be able to carry inside of a church, the church would actually have to tell you verbally that you could not carry or post a 30.06 sign. And now speed forward here to here we are in 2018, they would have to actually tell you verbally that you cannot carry inside the church or post a 30.06 or 30.07 sign. So those are the two ways you wouldn't be able to carry inside of a church. And, you know, I actually did a talk in a church in East Austin. I was invited there to, you know, to sit down and chat about you know, some gun laws. And when I walked into the church, they said, hey, Mike, you know, tell us about all the gun laws. And, you know, one side of me, I had uh, three senior members of the Austin Police Department on, on one side. I had two members of the Travis County DA's office on the other side. And so they said, you know, and I, I said to the group inside the church, there, I said, OK, we just talked about all the gun laws in Texas. So everyone's comfortable. You understand what the laws are. They said, yeah. I said, OK, inside this church, you guys actually have a 30.06 sign posted and a 30.07 sign posted. That means that I cannot bring a handgun inside this church. So what I did was I had a little black bag with me. I asked the officer, one of the officers there, they open up they, they grab my black bag. When I did that, he said, Mike, you're not going to make me an accessory, are you? I said, yeah, I sure am. So I grabbed that black bag. I opened it up. I had an AR-15 in the bag. I had it in two different parts. I pulled the AR-15 out, put it together, held it up. I said, okay, is this AR-15 legal in this church? And everyone was in shock. And actually, the answer is yes. The AR-15 is legal in the church. You know why? Because a 30.06 sign says that a person with a handgun license cannot conceal carry a handgun. The 30.07 sign says a person with a handgun license cannot openly carry a handgun. But there's nothing that said that I couldn't carry that long gun. And so what he didn't know is the only thing they needed was either to tell me verbally that I couldn't bring the long gun or, you know, to post a simple sign that says no firearms allowed with a little gun on it with a line drawn through it. That right there would take care of the long gun. But they were so fixed on the handgun law had just changed to open carry. And so everywhere you can conceal carry your handgun, you can openly carry your handgun. So because of that, you know, <laughs> they were just fixed on that portion of it. They weren't thinking about anything else. And they just weren't listening to, you know, let's listen to all the laws and see how all this stuff actually really works. And so that's basically that's what it is. So I was able to take an AR-15 inside the church. And, you know, and I think people understood after that, you know, you, you, really, you really can't legislate crazy. Um, we actually have handgun laws. We have, you know, we don't have that many long gun laws for handguns. You, when you walk outside your door and you're carrying a handgun in Texas, you're automatically committing a crime. So you walk outside that door and you walk down that street and you're carrying a handgun, you're actually committing a crime. Unless you have a handgun license or you're going from your home to your vehicle, inside your vehicle, premise control, place of business, watercraft, boat, travel trailer, camp trailer, truck, camper, motorhome, horse, or the living quarters. But with a long gun, a rifle, a shotgun, AR-15, AK-47, when you walk down that street and you're carrying an a AR-15 fully loaded, 
Uh, you can openly carry that loaded AR-15. I mean, you can openly carry it. You can conceal carry it. doesn't matter. Uh, you're walking down that street with it. That's totally legal in Texas. And that goes all the way back to 1870. All the way back to 1870. We never, you know, changed the gun laws. And the reason for that, and this is a, a popular question I'll get in class also. The reason for that is because down in Galveston, Texas, where the majority of people lived back in the 1800s, everyone had a rifle or shotgun or something like that. Uh, they had that, you know, because everyone had, you know, they wanted to have those type of tools on their property. Well, in Austin, Texas, where the majority of the laws were being made, they said, you know what, we're not going to touch long guns. We're not going to regulate long guns. We're only going to regulate the handguns. And because of that, you know, they started regulating handguns. They didn't touch the long guns. And so ever since 1870, you can actually openly carry, concealed carry a long gun. You just have to watch out for places that sell alcohol. You can't carry that long gun any place that sells alcohol. Uh, you can't carry that that long gun in places that are listed under 4603. That's 46.03. All those places there, you cannot take any firearms at all. And the thing about the Texas Penal Code, whenever they say firearm, they're talking handguns and long guns. You know, it, it takes me four to six hours to explain a lot of this stuff and to break it down to you. So definitely come on the class and check us out. And, you know, take a class anywhere, actually. But get that class and make sure your, your instructor, you know, knows what the laws are. As always, more guns equals less crime. Go out there and buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Carter. Take my life, my liberty, my pursuit of happiness. Just let me be. Keep your change. Pursuit of happiness, just let me be. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.